Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what we mean by spiritual growth is this, growth in our relationship, first and foremost with God, then in our relationships with one another. What we're going to do today in this episode is continue on with this theme that we've been focusing on concerning us growing up before we grow old. And it's one thing for us to grow age-wise, chronologically, age 21, 31, 41, 51, so on and so forth. And it's another thing for us to grow up inwardly. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, to be a complete person and to grow up inwardly, spiritually specifically, is where we're at right now. We're using the book of Ephesians as our baseline, and we're in the second half of that particular letter, and it involves how we go about living out our identity that has been given to us as new birth. We're no longer just people that have an experience, but we have a lifestyle that we're living. But what's what's that all about? And how do we go about doing that? And that how we go about doing it involves us being equipped. And we have people that God has appointed in his body to help in that process. And he gives individuals the ability, grace, to do that in a special way. And so we're looking today at the office or the grace gift of profit and what that entails and how that pertains to the world that we live in today. And we've invited one of our favorite guest speakers here, Tracy Perez, to come in and uh, tackle that topic but also to provide some uh, experiential input concerning, once again, how that, how, how this stuff, what's it all about today? Okay, that was good then, and it's inspirational, it's kind of lofty, but how, how do we live it out, man? What, what, what's that all about? So, Tracy, we love you. Uh, continue. This is part two. Part two, yeah. I, I don't think we, we did... Uh, 
hopefully we got somewhere. I think we had to kind of lay out what prophetic was before we can get to. So we'll dive right into what I have here on the office of prophet. The, the word office implies a position. So positional authority is based on title. And I think they're, and they're positional title and relational type authority. So positional authority and relational authority. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about function versus relation. Okay. As pertains to the office of prophet. And so positional authority is based on title. It has its place in church di- uh, discipleship. It, uh, for sure, it has the office of prophet is a title, is a position. Any, any office is a position given by a, by a higher authority. So, of course, we know where it comes from. We could think of the Jerusalem Council, uh, where an apostolic, uh, the apostolic office came together for the sake of making a major decision whether the Gentiles would be allowed, you know, into the, into the church. <clears throat> well, Paul had came, so there, there, there they are. <clears throat> but relational authority, I believe where we're going, the ecclesia going forward, I believe we're moving into a more of a time from positional to relational, from functional to relational. So I want to, I don't want to say that there's not a place for that because there is in decision making and discipleship. Relational authority is honor given uh-huh. and will be based on relationship. Okay. Uh-huh. It's going to be different, a bit different because it's going to be built up over time. Uh-huh. So if you think of that very same thing, here comes Paul with all his relationship time as a prophet, evangelist, teacher with the Gentiles. And now he brings it into a positional council. Right. To be decided on. Okay. Right. Right. So this is not a new thing. I just believe that we, we tend, especially Western culture, we tend to go positional and functional. And, and I believe that's where we need to think a little differently about the role of the office of, of prophet. Yeah. Uh, that the, uh, that the office will actually be that we would move from the functional positional office to a relational position in the body. It's going to be marked Relational will be marked by kingdom leadership more than accuracy in the function. And now what I mean by that is a prophet has to, will have to be accurate. Okay. It needs to be accurate, but it's going to be the fruit. So in mathematics, David likes to tease me a lot, but in mathematics, there's a thing called relational and functional. Okay. And a function in math is a, is a relation which derives one output put for one input. So one input, one word from the Lord, one output, that word gets given, okay? So that is still, I believe that's still, now this, anyway, you can, we can just chew on this. A relation shows the relationship between a large number of inputs and a large number of outputs, okay? So instead of just a word in the office, the way I believe we will know the office of prophet, who is in fact in that office, instead of just a word for a person or a group from a platform, the office of prophet will be marked more by how it can create a culture of trust and relationship within communities. Oh, that's good. And will always bear supernatural fruit. So it's not going to be measured by how accurate words are from a platform, which is where we've been for years. It's where the abuse comes from. Measured by how accurate words are from a platform, but it's going to be measured by its relationship and leadership. All the fivefold grace offices are leadership offices, primarily. Yeah, they are to lead the body of Christ into 
fullness into maturity, right? Yes, yes, yes. And and I think there's been a, I think it's not quite been we've not judged the fruit of it that way. I don't think necessarily for all of the as, as the prophetic primarily. Okay, right. we right. have with the apostolic, but with the prophetic, we tended to judge it by the performance on the platform. So what will happen? So when prophecies, so. Uh, it's not yeah, so it will not be measured by how accurate words are from a platform, but by its relationship over time to a group of people mm. and its leadership qualities. It's going to be prophetic office was, is going to be identified by its leadership and discipleship fruit. Prophets lead. The office of prophet leads. Okay? It just doesn't sit, it just doesn't give words from a platform or in a prayer line. I'm going to say that again. The office has to lead. How do you know a leader? There will be people following. Okay? Nobody following, probably you're not leading. Not that you won't be at some time, but if nobody's following, okay, enough of that. So <laughs> supernatural revelation. And so the prophet, uh, a healthy prophetic prophecy is also uh, inspired teaching. So teaching and the prophetic always, always tend to overlap for me. Trying to be, trying to be prophetic all the time, which is where this culture of performance mm-hmm. from a platform is really where it all goes wrong. Yep. Okay. I personally, my experience is I do not have to prophesy unless I have to prophesy. Nah. I'll say that again. I do not have to prophesy unless I have to prophesy. That's good. Okay. That's and that's important. Okay. I, I was given great counsel by a leader maybe nine years ago. You're welcome to prophesy in this house, Tracy. You're wor- you, what you, pro- you're, you're, you, we trust you. We trust what you're saying. So when you have something from the Lord, prophesy. And when you don't, shush. <laughs> and I appreciated that. And that was really good counsel from a very elderly uh, man of God and a mentor. When you have something... We want to hear it. When you don't, just shush. (laughs) Okay. A healthy prophet, prophetic office, prophetic culture is going to keep, will keep people from being overly or under experience driven. Okay. Prophetic people are going to be kind of, the reason they're out there is they're driven more by, by supernatural experiences. Okay. It's an experiential gift, if you will. Okay. More rhema than logos. I don't know quite, you know, how we'd want to say it, but it needs to be an even balance of the two. Am I making sense, David? You're shaking your head. Yes. But so the, that balance between the experiential and that's where some of the abuse comes from. That needs to be a uh, prophet, office of prophet. Again, the leadership role will lead others into their God calling. Prophets will discern times and seasons. The office of prophet will be a voice of justice and sense in a fallen world. A prophet will challenge those within their sphere of influence from moving into idolatry and backsliding. It's always been that way, okay? They will, from moving into idolatry and backsliding. Prophets will temper the other fivefold office, just like the other fivefold offices will temper the prophet. They'll keep apostles from being too performance or achievement focused. They'll bring supernatural revelation to the evangelist and the teacher to do their job. Supernatural revelation to the evangelist and the teacher. 
And this is a little different from what some people say about the apostle prophet connection. This is just my, this is me, okay? So feel free to disagree and study it out, please. Bring, they'll bring the heart of God, a prophet, the office of prophet will bring the heart of God into pastoral ministry, keeping it from, from becoming too shepherd focused. Okay? And so that balance between the experiential, so New Testament prophecy, how do we make the fruit, and this is important, is going to be measured, the relational aspect of it as we move to where it was always supposed to be. Functional for decision-making, there is a function for the office, yes. Function and relation, positional and relational, function and relational are a little, are different. I believe we've taken that box of office of prophet separated ourselves those who are in that box mm. away from the relational aspect new testament prophets prophets will be measured by love as opposed to accuracy say that again by love as opposed to accuracy where do i uh it, we need to be accurate don't get me wrong Prof, prophetic needs to be accurate it's mostly foretelling, foretelling, but when it is foretelling, we need to be accountable. But love is ultimately going to be the standard because it speaks back to relationship as opposed to performance. That's so good. I believe that's where we have to go to. You cannot have authority over anything you can't love. <laughs> you can't have authority over anything you can't love. You can't have authority over anything you can't love. Yes, and so where, so where, where, where do we? What is? Where's our Bible for the judging it by First uh, John four? I'll have to find it really quick. We use that a lot, and you know, deliverance ministry uses it to when you're doing deliverance, you know, to get people to say Jesus' name, Jesus is Lord, right? And then they can't be demonized. But it really do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you will know the Spirit of God. You'll know the prophet, okay? You'll know the true prophet. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is, is of God. So he's coming as a prophet of God. Every saint that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard. You're, you are of God, little children. And he goes on. We are of God. But let us love one another, all of 1 John 4. But that whole discourse right there is whether they are, because it is how to test false prophets. Right. Judged by their love. Okay. The testimony of Jesus Christ, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Okay. Which is love. Okay. So. And so, uh, if anything, I'm just bringing a bit of my, this is how I kind of roll, David, uh, yeah. you know, and I, and there are teachers out there, and we, we are uh, in relationship with some of the best uh, around that, w- that will hammer this stuff out. And so, again, needs to prop, the prophetic office needs to be accurate, but it's going to ultimately, the fruit, be judged by love, not which will uh, speak to relationship, not performance. We can't have authority over anything we can't love. Okay? Plenty of scriptures for that. I believe it's why Paul couched between 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. 13. 13. Love is. If I prophesy, if I have all knowledge, if I do, you know, if I see, you know, if I have all that. But I don't have love. Yeah. And so then, you know, 
pro, the prophetic office and worship. I just I'm going to run over some things that that in time we won't have time today, but the worship and the office of prophet, I believe, go hand in hand. I believe we'll get our worship right. Our worship culture will come into line when it lines up with the office of the prophetic. Prophetic cultures are going to have a healthy balance of experience. I'm going to call mysticism, okay, and doctrine. I use that big M word. Prophetic cultures with healthy prophets will have a healthy balance of experience and doctrine. Too much experience will create a shallow, weak culture. Too little experience, we we will get legalistic. That's about right, man. Okay? Things to watch. Prophets can be critical. Mm -hmm. Because the gift was meant to bring judge and correct in the Old Testament. And I believe that's why Paul had a temper to comfort edify and exhort because when not coming from a place of love and caring uh, prophets can tend to walk into a room supernaturally size things up in about five you know five seconds and people and oftentimes that goes can go critical you know what I mean David I Have you, you, know, you do that I know I know exactly what I mean and, and the the uh, the tempering factor is something that is absolutely necessary because without it people can be harmed in the process of someone uh, and have been telling things in a way that aren't beneficial even though they're accurate well yeah and and it's true and that's where and and that's where good shepherds have come in and said I don't know more you know where the abuse is, but we can't, we have to, we have to, you know, we have to be willing to get our, to get our, get bloodied up a little bit, you we, know, we, a little messy. We, we really do. And uh, for those listening, what you just heard in the past 15 minutes, the last 15 okay, minutes, yeah. the last 15 minutes, especially uh, it would be highly recommended. I I could I can't encourage you enough to go over the previous fifteen minutes again several times because what was shared there is invaluable. And I have a question for you, Tracy. Okay, sure. And it, it's it's this. Let's just say someone is uh, they 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 have a prophetic call on their life. But they've been rejected and wounded, uh, and they have developed a lone ranger mm-hmm. mentality. What can you say to someone in that situation? Yeah, it happens a lot, and that's where we wind up with these prophets. The gifts are are without repentance, so they're you know cannot can't be revoked. So they wind up staying in lone wolf you call it or a functional place and i would say that that you need to you have to come into relationship come back into relationship into a prophetic community and and not just any not a not a community that's going to uh you know so you were beaten down you did this whatever the mistake might have been or the rejection whether it was you or them it doesn't it does matter, but it doesn't, but not a community that wants to keep you down and make you earn your way back up. Okay. But a community that will say, okay, you are called to be a prophet. So let's get back into foretelling destiny. Right. 
and saying, we want to move you into prophetic office. And the only way we can do that is if you will eat with us and sit with us, cry with us, cry with us, mourn with us, laugh with us, you know, get in relationship. Spend time with us. In relationship. In relationship. And I believe that's just, that's what I keep hearing, you know, and there are other people talking about this, but I don't hear it enough. Uh, And I don't, and I'm not really getting this from anyone, but I know there are other people that I'm talking to that, that are understanding this, I should say, but it's, it's. The relational aspect of all the offices, okay, to the body of Christ that leads us into Ephesians 4, 11, right? Let me find it here. I had, I've got Ephesians 4 marked up like, you know, there's a few, a few, First John 4, there are a few places in my Bible that are just completely highlighted, and Ephesians 4 is one of them. In circle, you can see it, David. That, you know, till we all come to the unit, you know, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Perfect. That's uh, the purpose. The, the purpose of you staying in Ephesians. And so we tend to, with, a, with our Western mindset, I've got this positional place in the church. I love the church, and now I've got a positional place. Come see me as you will, Right. And I don't know that I'm really necessarily, you know, I'm leaving the, maybe my positional place in the fivefold leaves it to discipleship class pastor. Okay. And, and, I, and we, that's, and we need to, so I believe that when I say relational as opposed to positional, I believe it speaks to a whole nameless, faceless, <laughs> nameless, faceless mindset that's coming superstar. No, no more. It, it served a purpose, celebrity, but it's celebrity Christianity. Not gone. Gone. It is, it is gone. I believe so. The so, reason that I hit so your question that, come, come into relationship yeah. with people who will celebrate your gift but force you into relationship because well that will force you into relationship mm-hmm. because that's that's really where uh, God has chosen things to happen. See what you're they saying. Take place, and the reason that. We want to hang on that for a minute is because any time prophetic ministry is publicly announced, people come out of the woodwork from a variety of different angles. And oftentimes there are individuals that are very legit, but they've been wounded. And in their wounding, they get bitter and judgmental or they just go off the radar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they get back into a world that is really uh, dark and lonely. And so what we've done is we've taken this grace gift, this office of prophet, and put it in context in the world that we live in today with giving really a high emphasis. And I'm so glad you did it, my brother, concerning the relational dynamic yeah, of because this. Because you talk about this every time you do your prologue to the podcast. It, it's, it's a relationship. It is the, it is, it is the, it is the, uh, it's, it's just the thing. It's, it's why you're doing what you're doing. It's why we're doing what we're and doing. And, and, and so and, I'll, and, I'll go back to this last line between positional and relational, relational authority. So you've been hurt and rejected. And there's only one way that, w- so we have to, we have to become an honor given honor-based ecclesia. 
Okay. Relational authority is honor given based on relationship. Amen. Okay. Amen. 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 Tracy, would you just cap this off in prayer right now? And uh, then uh, we'll, uh, we'll call this one of those episodes that you're going to want to listen to again and again and oh, I again. Hope, I hope so. Uh, well, let's, let's pray. I think there's a little meat there, man. I think there's a meat on the bone. That's good. Though. I think there's a meat on the bone. It's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, Let's speak to those. Let's speak to the yeah. those people that have been wounded and rejected. How about you know? Yeah, I believe that's what you're. Yeah. I believe that's what you're getting, and I think that's what yeah. the Holy Spirit is saying to speak to that to that group that will really be listening to this with 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 attentive ears. And I would say the Holy Spirit is saying loud and clear, "Come back, come home, come home, come home." Come home ready to learn. Come home ready to give. Come back to love. So, Father, I just pray that, just like we said last time, that those individuals that David mentioned, the rejected, the bruised, and the broken prophets, will receive right now healing grace from you, the balm of Gilead, peace, and and over overwhelming desire to find a community that will celebrate them and not just tolerate them in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Folks. When I say it, I mean it. We, we love you. And if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com or you can look us up on the web. Just type in Life Around the Fire and uh, let us know what your thoughts are, have any needs. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.